Season 3, episode 12 of the Tottenham Hotspur Family Podcast. My name's Jav. Joining me this week, Bex from Portsmouth. Hello. And back again, David Fornell from Sussex. Good afternoon. Right, uh, let's begin. North London Derby. Um, we've got a point. Good good result. Cracking performance. Um, happy? Pleased with that result? Relieved. Because <laughs> I've got two gooners at work. Um, I thought it was much better. The best we've played probably since the City game. Looked like we were up for it. Looked like it was all they were always going to try to get something out of it, rather than maybe the little bit lackadaisical approach we saw on Wednesday night, which was just shit. Um, so it was good, really good, really pleased with it. Feeling a lot more happy about going to work tomorrow now. Yeah, I'm bouncing about here, and there's so much to say about it, really. Um, I think as much as anything I say is relief. It's the fear of what might have happened and what I thought was, was going to happen. Um, but uh, complete surprise on the selection. Um, quite pleased with it. And, and of course, shocked that Ali wasn't uh, anywhere near. Um, so I scratch my head. But uh, absolutely, yeah. Uh, pleased with it, with a draw. Um, clearly, any time with a top four side, a draw away would be good. Um, as is Arsenal you want to win really um, so slightly disappointed because on watching the game yep with a bit of luck uh, we could have won it and um, again good old Arsenal get that little, little bit of slice of luck to get them that, that result there we are well, okay so I mean I know the, the main thing is 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 the end result and um, and you know going to Going to their places is never easy, and also historically these games tend to be tend to be tend to be a draw. Um, Performance-wise, superb, and we've needed that after, particularly after Wednesday, which we'll talk about in a bit a bit later. But um, were, there, were either of you surprised beforehand with with the with the formation? I I was, and the team selection. I mean, Delhi Ali was out injured, fine. Um, I thought he might have started Winks. I was really surprised that he he started. Um, uh, Kevin uh, Wimmer, um, and then he went with the back three, which um, I'm, I've got Just to say. Just to prove that that's why Poch is Poch, the Yeah, we're, we're not. We're, we're not. We're, 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 you said exactly the same thing to me before the or three after the City game when I said that I was surprised that he played son as a lone striker, um, and that paid off. And, and today it paid off. But I, I was I was a bit surprised, but they played really well. Um, uh, but it didn't look as though we were playing with a back three for the, for, for the first time. Dyer was solid. I thought Vertonghen was probably... Um, they gave Dembele man of the match, which I wouldn't disagree with. Um, but I think Jan, Jan ran him close. I thought Jan was superb. Yep. Yep, I agree with that. Um, it, I don't, if you, Just watching the game, and we all know that my tech knowledge of this is absolutely diabolical, and I did get hauled out on Twitter by somebody for that after I did the last pod. Um which is perfectly justified. 
I didn't really see that we were playing three at the back. It just, it felt like it fitted. It felt like it was perfectly fine. There were no problems with it at all. Does that make sense? Or am I yeah. just... Yeah, no, no, no. It, it, or is this just, you know, typical... Yeah, I don't know what I'm talking about. We, I think, I think we've got the personnel and the players to play that system, and we've got good footballers that can defend. So in a way, um, we make that transition look seamless. And also, if you consider when we do play with a back four, quite often, look like particularly like last season when we had Dyer sitting sitting in front of the front of the four, he'd drop in anyway, and, and sometimes drop back. And that, that back two would become a three anyway. So I, I think we're so fluid in the way we play. Lots made of formations, and I think they are important and how you line up. But you can you can choose a formation. A manager can choose a formation which which might be the the right formation, so to speak. But if the players don't play well, or if they make mistakes, or if if the commitment isn't there, then it doesn't matter what, whether you line up with a back four or a back three. Um, it, it's neither here nor there. Um, the, the overall, the performance was good today, um, and I think when when we've got the when when our, when we're playing at the top of our game, game, it doesn't matter whether we, whether we play with a back three, um, whether we go four two three one or four one four one. Um, we've, we've just got the players that, that can play 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 good football and and that are in, interchangeable. That's the key thing. I think Dyer played better today as well now because he wasn't part of a formal anything. He was allowed a lot more freedom um, and that's when he's best. I think when he's... The last couple of games when he's played at centre-back, he's not been as useful. I, 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 I think it's quite, quite interesting uh, of the recent few games and, and going crawling all over social media media in the comments and if you've got 100 people you've got 100 different comments and so many people are saying well Pock hasn't got a plan B this is dreadful you know you just got so much negativity on there well today we had a plan B and it worked but I think what was quite interesting was that when we first when I first saw it I thought it was a back four when I first saw it uh, printed out on the lineup I thought, oh yeah back four and then yeah. I said oh it's back three right okay well let's see how that works oh okay so that's what you think is happening Fine. So one of them, one of the centre backs, which is probably uh, of the central midfielders, is dropping into the centre back position, um, allowing the two full backs forward. Now during the the, the commentary, um, which is quite interesting, Trevor Francis turned around and said, "Well, I think Spurs are good with this back five. And I thought, <laughs> "Yeah, that's interesting. You should say that because here are the pros, um, and these are, these are coaches with their badges um, who can't work out between themselves whether we've got a back three or a back five. Now, the modern game does seem to be, and Liverpool really do um, uh, uh, show this one, where they move around so much, you can't work out what for, uh, formulation they've got. Uh, and that's with us today. The two full-backs played between the two lines, between the back line and the midfield line. So there were a number of times when it broke down, and, and suddenly Rose out in the middle of nowhere was actually pushing forward. So you think, well, he's, he's, he's pretty much with the midfield here. And the next thing, you know, it's broken down, they've broken away, and he's back in. Now, those two boys were doing a lot of work up and down. That's what requires it. So, mm -hmm. yes, it's a back five for a little while, and then suddenly it's five in midfield and we're overloading um, Arsenal, which I could see the, the point of trying to do. Don't allow them to play the ball around the midfield. So whenever we wanted or needed, shall we say, um, we got the five in midfield and, and making it difficult for them. 
And in that last particular 10 minutes, when Arsenal are very good at getting that last minute goal, when Giroud comes up, oh no, here we come. You know, they're, they're now sort of throwing on the big boys and going to send the balls in. We actually, because we were pushing forward a bit, and I know we've got a, a, a trip error on by that stage, but we stopped a lot of the supply and there wasn't really very much. And in fact, we, we comfortably saw the game out. Again, that was a real pleasing aspect that we were able to sort of almost control the game at that stage. We were time sort of wasting and keeping the ball quite well. So I, and that's the way the game's going to go, I'm sure. I mean, Liverpool are all over the place. You never know quite where their players are. They they're in and out, left, right, and I think think he's doing the same thing. So our our plan B, if you like, is is the you know manoeuvring the, the formations around a bit. But good, I I, I like what I saw today. Mm. I think, yeah, ta- in that sense, tactically, Pochettino got it spot on, and I, and I think that flooding, as you say, flooding the midfield. I don't think Arsenal um, had a solution for that, and I, and I think the fact that we played with a back three caught them by surprise. Um, that being said, I, I think am I allowed to say this? I think Arsenal did did actually play well in in periods, and I think probably a draw was a fair result. Um, I've read some stuff on social media saying that um, we, we we deserve to, to get all three points, but I, I think that both teams. I think it was it was a great game of football um, if you were neutral, um, and I think it, I think yeah, it, it was very evenly matched. I yeah, think. yeah, and I think and I think a draw is a fair result, and it's also a measure of how we've come as a club. Not just not that just that game, but last season's game at the Emirates, the season before that. Um, uh, in fact, we haven't lost any league matches. To Woolwich under Pochettino um, since he's been in charge. Oh, right. of, the only game that we lost under only North London derby that we lost lost yeah, it was league, league, league cup. cup yeah league cup last year yeah Pazio. so yeah, Pazio, yeah less than about that so it's, it's, it's a measure of how far we've come as a club and I you know I remember it, um, a, 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 a decade ago where it was just um, you know they were they were leagues ahead of us um, yes we might get the occasional win. So when Harry was in charge, we even won at their place. But um, now it's so much more evenly matched, um, and I think that's a good thing. Um, Danny Rose. I didn't feel that threatened. I didn't feel that threatened by them though. Those no. last, even after they walked, when Giroud came on, I wasn't thinking, "Oh my God, we're going to get hammered." They didn't produce a great deal with that. Yeah, yeah we, we we stopped the supply. So um, I mentioned. Dembele got man of the match. I think, I think it, that was his best performance for us this season. Uh, Vertonghen was solid. Um, tell you who really impressed me, Danny Rose. Um, not for the first time this season. Um, his anticipation of the ball um, when it comes to him taking it forward. He's obviously at the, an outlet um, from an attacking point of view. Defensively, his tackling is really good. But the thing that was really I was really impressed with, and this just shows how far he's come on in the last two years. Um, since, since that first season when Pochettino took in charge, which you know was the back on the back of the previous season when Rose wasn't playing that well um, under under Sherwood, uh, um, there was a passage of play of one, well, one or two points in the first half when he was defending. He he, he went forward, he won the ball, um, but then he quickly recovered and went back into his position. So his, his positional sense, I just think, is really come leaps and bounds um, and you know bearing in mind he started off as, as, a, as a left winger um, he was converted into a full back so I, I it, 
I think he's I think he's he's the best best left back in the Premier League, um, and I think he's one of the best in Europe. I thought he had a really good attacking game as well. There were a couple of times where he had so much space when he was up on you know just outside the um, the penalty area, and they just let him go. And I was thinking, you know how threatening Danny Rose is. Why are you just leaving him with so much space to do what he wants to pick players out if he wanted to? I was really surprised to see Arsenal do that. It was good. They were quite actually looked quite nervous Arsenal at times. They were very wary of us, and I think it's testament yeah. of how far we have come along now. And we were a threat to them, um, and, I, and and they're almost not really relieved or pleased, but they more accepted a point today, a draw. Um, certainly by the end, I think they sort of accepted it. And said, well, that's all right. We'll move on. Um, previous seasons, I wouldn't have accepted that. That would have been a very poor result for them. But uh, I mean, it's still two points from from one of the sides in the you know, top four for the end of the season. So it's a good result from that angle. Um, we had some questions. Um, uh, we just had some, some sent in right now from listen. This Emma Donovan, Donovan says, could Walcott be any more? It's a ridiculous wanker. No. no um, not at all. Another one from Michael John Bede. I don't know if he's being serious here. He says, is the Ox better than Lamella? No. Nope. Um, <laughs> Keep going, baby. <laughs> Mark, <laughs> Mark Stoll, did Trippier come as a minion? <laughs> he looked like a Japanese fighter pilot. <laughs> Mary, um, the, the, the character in the um, the last Star Wars film—I don't know—I don't know the name of the character, but that's what he looked like. Why? Does anybody know why he was wearing it? I hadn't heard that he had broken a cheekbone or his nose or anything, so I was really no. surprised to see him wearing it. What was that all about? Who knows? Who knows? He probably—he probably clashed with um, Deli Ali's knee yesterday with his nose or something. Well, Maybe. Yeah. So, Delhi's out now. I don't know for how long. Um, that's a couple of weeks. A couple of weeks. Okay, but we've got an international break, so that's 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 not too bad. Um, Toby is training on his own, um, so he's he's not quite ready. But hope. But I think. Um, I think Pochettino said that he'd be back after the international break. Um, yeah. Dembélé's back. Lamella is a bit of a worry. Um, he's missed yeah, a few what's games. He's been ill. It's been, been it's Ill. been really quiet. The social media thing, there's been nothing about it no. at all, no. which That's is a bit worrying. Fun. And I think he would have enjoyed today's game as well. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, the other thing was Kane, the return of Harry Kane. Now I thought he, he was a little bit off the pace, which which is fine. That's expected. Um, being out for so long, good that he got on the score sheet. Um, I think his presence just there made a big, big difference having him there as an outlet. Um, the flip side of that, though, is um, so he wasn't, he's not fully fit. He, he, he played, I think, for about 70 72 minutes, and then Janssen came on. Um, I've defended Janssen on the podcast um, before, and there's a question. In fact, I read it now. Um, there's a question from Paul Esau who says, in your own words, um, I don't know that I've said used this particular word before, in your own words, why was Janssen so flange? Um, 
Is that Welsh for not very good? Yeah. Um, okay. There's plenty of other. He's a bit of a marmite job, isn't he? At the moment, he's he's dividing opinion. Um, I like him, um, I, I, and he may well have been bought because he's different to Kane. He may well something that offers something different. And today, that sort of worked. Kane, um, which a surprise he started, pleased he started, a bit unsure. Um, he actually proved to me his worth today. I, I, when he was on, he really did look dangerous at times. Uh, and, and considering he wasn't 100%, and you could see him flagging towards the end, we then get a battering ram up front, which is probably not what Arsenal wanted. Somebody was going to put himself about. Uh, and I like that. Um, no, he's not a, not a. Uh, he doesn't look the, the big natural finisher. But if if we bought a player who really was the part, you know, is he going to sort of push Kane to the bench? Are we going to be happy with that? It's a it's a difficult one. And I know everybody seems to think that you know, sort of stick a, a, a few pound notes in the air, and all the forwards around the world are going to come running our way. Um, it isn't going to happen. You've, you've got to box clever with this to get the right player at the right level. Um, that, that is going to, I don't know, playing two up front. I mean, Son just looked that part today. He looked a great, more inside forward, a bit wide man with Kane. That I like. Seriously? Did I miss that? Yeah, I did. Well, he wasn't inside forward, but he, but he didn't have to lead the line. Kane did that for him. And he looked I better thought he was behind. really poor today. I thought Son should have come off earlier. I thought he shouldn't. He should have come off quite a bit earlier to put Nkudu on or anybody. But I thought Son really just not even out of the races really? today. I, I, well, really? I tell you, I tell you why I liked him today was his pace. Yeah. And as a defender, I could see them when he, when he suddenly just outstripped them. They had to keep an eye on him and probably kept him quiet and kept tighter to him because of it. But he keeps one or two uh, Arsenal defenders busy, which is good. And that's what I yeah. think he did. I, yeah. I, liked, I liked it. I liked it. I mean, for sure, when they substituted him, I thought, yes, that's a good time. That is a good time. I thought the substitutions were, were right were right times today. But no, I, I mean, he didn't set the game alight. But I, 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 when they put Dembele as man of the match, I thought, well, yeah, OK, that's fine. And you could have put that to a number of players. Um, it was a good team performance, and I thought he was part of that team. On special, but brought something to the table anyway. On um, not seeing it. On Sun, just just for very briefly, I, I I agree with what you're saying, David. Um, he, he has a lot of pace to burn, and I think that was causing them problems. The only criticism I'd, I'd have of him at times today, he didn't look up. It's just a bit of me, me, me about him. Um, bringing it back to Janssen now. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. It's a classic Marmite scenario: love him or hate him. Um, I would have, up until now, um, I've, I've been defending him. Um, last week at the Leicester match, you and I were sat together, and, and when we both commented that he couldn't have done anything wrong, he, he, you know, he was doing, he was playing really well. He just wasn't getting the service. Um, yeah. For me, what I found frustrating was when he came on, he had a chance right at the very end where. I thought it was a really good chance, and I don't think he connected with it. As well. Sorry, he didn't connect with it um, in the way that he should have done. I don't expect the ball to fly in the back of the net, but I, I expect it to be on target, and I think that that was quite disappointing. And we've we've seen that once or twice. I wouldn't go as far as saying he's in the soldado mode yet, 
Um, with Soldado, that was the 91st minute, wasn't it? When he shinned it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. With Soldado, um, the comparisons that are made between um, uh, Janssen and Soldado, I think are a bit unfair. With Soldado, he had one full season when we had two managers, AVB and Sherwood, and we weren't playing that well. And, and he got a handful of penalties, which he, he got a score. And I think he did get a couple, couple of others from from open play. That second season, his first under Pochino, he. You know that was his second. You know, he already had one season in the Premier League behind him, and no excuses at that point. And he, there were lots of ch- games. Notably, I remember Burnley in a, in a cup tie at the Lane, and then the Fiorentina away match where there were sitters and he missed them. And it was just the mark of a player that was short of co- confident confidence. I don't think we're there with Janssen just yet. So, in that respect, so. Um, yeah. Well, he's, he's done a he's done a job so far, and and and, and I'm quite happy with it. I don't want to keep going on about the unbeaten because I know everybody gets upset. So many draws, about six draws now, isn't it? I think it's that sixth draw. Um, and, and yeah, there's too many draws. So the unbeaten thing is is a bit of a, well, a fallacy, but it's a it's misleading, if you like, at the moment. But saying that, we're right up there in in, in the mix. Now, come the end of the season, I'll look back at it and then say, uh, then I think we've got a reasonable look at it and say, well, yeah, Janssen didn't bring enough to us really we probably need to find another striker or if we're right up where we think we as far as we could have gone um short of winning the premier league you might try and say yep you know what he brings enough for us um with coming on to give uh, kane a rest or we can play him up front with kane on occasions you know if you're playing a, a lesser side might decide to play with a pair of them that would be interesting um so I, but i i i won't it's too easy to criticise players on one or two games. I mean, just a few games ago, Son was, was you know, flying, wasn't he? Getting mm. goals, we all thought he was the answer. Then he has a few bad games, people marked him out, bad games, but they were, they were quiet games. And suddenly, everybody wants him out. Um, you know, I can see it, no, I'm not saying here without people, I've seen it on social media, I think, cool, crikey, you know, you're, you're being very harsh um, to support him. He, he's really done well, he's working his socks off. Um, he really is, so... We'll see, but I, I, I'd like I'd like to leave it to the end of the season before I really gave my um, full view of, of what I think Jansen does for us. How much did he? Bex, how much did he cost us, roughly? Um, not much comparatively, and I, I get what you're saying, David. But everything that everybody, all the arguments were made for Lamella, very young, new country, you know, cost us a bit of cash. Did well in his previous league. Everything that we used then applies to Jansen. He's still only what 22-ish. I'm not even sure he's 22 actually. Um, he's moved over to a new country, where he's having to play in a whole new team, whole new setup. He's still very young, and mm-hmm. I don't think he's doing badly. I think he's probably doing better than Lamella did in his first season. So is oh. the difference in this case the price tag? Is that why people aren't giving Anson as much of a hard time as they did Lamella? Possibly. I mean, because I think he's done okay actually, and I know he hasn't scored. Mm. I know he came in as a striker and he hasn't delivered that, but I think his overall gameplay, we're gaining a lot more from it than we necessarily would do if he was a goal hanger. I mean, have we gone and got a, got ourselves a Waitrose signing when, it, when in fact it turns out he's a Poundland player? Or is, <laughs> or is that a bit harsh? No. <laughs> no. I think Waitrose don't sell, sell football strikers, trust me. <laughs> I've looked. <laughs> I, I think he, he has delivered in, in a way, but he just hasn't scored goals and... and Sometimes people just judging him on, on goals. As I say, it depends if he's winning the games. I mean, I don't care if he doesn't score for the rest of the season. Win the Premier League, who cares? 
I'll tell you what I would... But also, his... Okay. His gameplay means that we are gaining a lot from what he does. Like we did against Leicester. So, if if Poch decides that, he reinvents this player into another role, which, let's be fair, we've seen with Dyer, then mm. is that necessarily a bad thing? No, it's just great. I mean, it, I, I just say I don't care where he plays them in a sense, you know, he can move the whole formation around again and, and possibly bring Jansen back into midfield or something. I don't know, see that for one second, but he could do. And uh, you'd say, great, you know, so, but he's, he's a real, he, he does add something. He's a real battering ram. He reminds me a bit of a, a non-goal scoring Shearer. No, Shearer got more. He goals, but he, he's very physical. Himself, he, yeah, he puts himself around up there. Isn't, I quite like that. Isn't a non-goal scoring Alan Shearer just an Ian Dowie? Ouch. Um, I tell you, I tell you what. Also, so this is another very physical player. When a couple of years ago, we were saying that you know, yeah. if you look at Ericsson and we had Lamella and we had all these very slight Mason and Carroll, very slight players who were pushed off the ball too easily and Ericsson still is to an extent Lamella has yes. found his feet now we've got Dembele and we've got Dyer and we've got Wanyama and Janssen is another one of those don't push me around because I'm bigger than you are he gives us that but he's also a uh, he's a striker whichever way you look at it you know it says on the tin he's, he's a striker 12 months ago we didn't have that option really okay um yeah, you can play some sort of inside forward type. We didn't have a, a centre forward in the Harry Kane mould. I'm not saying that Janssen's the same type of player as Kane. He's not, but he, he's a centre forward. Um, and we didn't have that option last year. Um, and we were, we were very lucky that Kane played as many games as he did, did, did last season. Um, so I think in that respect, we're, we're, we, we're stronger. Yeah, he might not have hit the ground running in the way that, for example, Deli Alley did in his first season but players don't that doesn't always happen to players um, but right at the beginning of the season I, I made a comparison with, with, with another Dutch striker um, Dennis Burkamp um, when he joined Arsenal it wasn't until October that he scored and I'm pretty sure he played in every match from August to October whereas Janssen hasn't um, so it, you know things take time um, he's trying too hard I think yeah, that, that, yes, he is. I think he's very yes, aware yes. of the fact that he hasn't scored, yeah. so he is snatching at chances and he is yeah. being selfish, which I un- completely understand. Yeah, I would, I would, I would agree with that. On the Pochettino thing I said earlier about um, being unbeaten um, in the league against Arsenal, apparently um, we've just had um, this from from Emma Donovan. She sent, sent it in. She, um, he's apparently the first ever top manager to remain unbeaten in his first five top flight games against Arsenal which is which is impressive um, and he won't care no no he won't care any, any in more, the slightest <laughs> any, more, any more so that he probably doesn't care that, that we are we've got the best what, what, um, unbeaten in now 11 matches the, that's the best start that we've made in terms uh, of no, being unbeaten yeah. not in terms of points yeah. but in terms of being unbeaten since 60-61 and yeah I know people go on about well you know don't 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 quote that and 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 we, we've drawn a lot of matches but it just emphasises how difficult we are to beat and how solid we are defensively without ever trying to be a defensive minded team um, so 
we're going to be a tough nut, nut to crack this season. When, when, when we get Kane firing on all cylinders and everybody else chipping in as well, um, I think we will be we will, we will be there thereabouts. Um, yeah, I'm hoping everybody's ready for the Chelsea game. That's what I'd like to see the full full side in. Well, yeah, because Toby should be back for that. Yes, exactly. Should be. Mm-hmm. One, one last thing before, before we turn, turn to the Champions League um, match. Um, I was having a conversation in the middle of the week with a um, friend of the show, Aaron, Aaron, Aaron Wolf, um, and uh, we were talking about Dembele and how the fact that um, he's perhaps missing Kane. If you think of it, that. He's, you know, he played. He's played with Kane for all of last season and, and before that. And, and, and in Harry Kane, he's got somebody that is up there, who's a nuisance up front for other defenders, that makes intelligent runs. You know, and and he's an outlet. Janssen is a different type of player. Plays with his back face to goal, drops, makes different sorts of runs. Um, so from Dembele's perspective, if he's got Kane playing up top he's always going to look for that forward pass either into Kane or into Ali and then into Kane with with Janssen playing there this isn't a criticism of Janssen but with Janssen playing there you're going to start to see perhaps Dembele doing what he did um, in some of the previous matches he's played this season a lot of sideways um, passes which we saw against Leicester last week Um, so I think having Kane back in the team will, will also help for example, um, Dembele. But he had Sun. Did he not today? And Kane. Right. But he's had Sun to play with as well. Previous matches when Kane has been out. That's true. That's true. Um, but he's maybe more accustomed to Kane pl- playing with Kane and, and, and Kane's runs and the sort of runs that Kane, Kane's make I don't know it, it's, it's just a, it's, it's an interesting point we, we were discussing whether it's true or not I don't know um, but uh, um, so there's a bromance there as well as well as Dyer and Ali and Jan and Toby that they play best when they're with their mates on the pitch potentially possibly well Which I, I understand yeah. I, I can see where that comes from yeah um, right, Wednesday. That, that it was disappointing. I was there. Um, a lot was said after the game about, you know, we were poor defensively, and 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 unfortunately, rather than look at the game in isolation, a lot of people took it within the context of all the league matches that we've drawn, and the fact that we haven't, and the Leverkusen um, f- uh, first game, and the Liverpool defeat in the cup. And you know, took it within the context of that and how many goals that we've not scored. But I just thought Wednesday was just a poor performance, full stop. But it was a one-off. I don't really see it within the context of everything else. Um, Sissoko was sing- singled out, um, but as bad as it was, we only conceded one goal. It wasn't anywhere near as bad as the um, performance in the final day of the season um, at St James's. Um. It was crap. It was really. It was so bad. I didn't even see the last fifteen minutes of the game. I was like, I can't watch this anymore. It's so bad. I'm going to bed. But it wasn't it was a true just, reflection, though, of, of, of who we are as a team. No, I know it wasn't because I've you know watched us for a number of years. 
But that game was dog shit. It was so piss poor. Nobody looked up for it. It was like, oh, well, we're here and we don't necessarily want to be. And it was la- not lazy, but it was there was just nothing. There was no passion. There looked no push to win or anything. That is not my Spurs that played on Wednesday night. And I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's because the last time, aside from today, that we played well was against Man City. I swear, are the players just not up for these Champions League games? Because we haven't actually looked massively up for any of them. Uh, Moscow away, Leverkusen first half um, away. No, from home. But that, these are guys, this is their what they, their job is. They can't pick and choose. Mm. They should be delivering to the same or a similar standard week in, week out. And that was hard to watch on Wednesday night. It was really, really hard. Carl Walker, dear God, somebody give him a reminder about where he's supposed to fucking play. Yes, it's all very well being good at attacking, but your prime role in that team is to get back and defend. Where did it all go wrong, David? Well, uh, one thing I've noticed a consistency this season is how we start. And generally how we start is how we go on about the game. With Man City, and I think we had, and I'm going back to another one, but with Man City... Uh, it was shortly after what Celtic had done to them. I'm sure we watched Celtic and we shut down the goalkeeper just the same. And even second half when we came out and I thought, you know what, Man City are going to do the same thing. They're still going to play through the, the goalkeeper and play out uh, and have 11 outfield players. And it played into our hands. We played with a high tempo, high press. We went fine. Wednesday night came out and it was like watching an Eng- a horrible England side. It was as bad as Iceland. It really was. This sideways passing, nervous. Whatever you do, don't make an idiot of yourself. Oh, Christ, I made an idiot of myself. And as you say, Walker was just awful. What happened to him? I mean, he, he was on a bender the night before. I don't know. That's what he looked he like. He was very poor. Yeah, it was. I mean, he played the ball beautifully through for, for the goal. Um, I, I, I really can't... I wish I could answer it, and I can't, but we do seem to... If we don't start with the right tempo, we're in trouble. Um, and... This doesn't that be because today wasn't high press, but it was a pretty high tempo. We didn't mm. press too much, um, and that tempo remained throughout the whole, whole game. So that's all I can I can see, and I can't excuse anything. I mean, I'll be trying to excuse, and, and I can find reasons or, or or what I think, but not Wednesday. I couldn't find anything compelling to excuse us. It was just awful. It really was, and the only thing I would have asked of them was to come out and give us a game today and, and that they did James so is it sorry is it a coincidence then that our last decent game was that City game and then we had the international break and aside from the Champions League games our league opposition wasn't that fantastic yeah I mean, there's no, snobby, you're right but there no, was no, no reason for the players to lift themselves there was no glamour matches you know Bournemouth West Brom and Leicester I mean for fuck's sake nothing exciting about any of those no, the, the, the two, the, the West Broms and, and uh, um, parked the bus uh, and Leicester did, did to some degree um, didn't come out and we don't like it and it did show us up as not being able to break them down get that pass, we look at Eric look for Ericsson for doing that and he's been sort of misfiring um, I didn't think he had a, a sterling, he did alright but I didn't think he had a sterling game today but I, 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 I felt he looked better with Kane there 
I really did. I, I didn't think it, was, it would happen. I thought, oh, well, we, we, we just aren't firing. I don't think Kane's going to make that much of he did for me. I, I looked at it today and I thought, yeah, I, I, we, we definitely look as though we could, um, we could get a goal with Kane. I really did. And that's not just because of Kane, but it's because of likes of Ericsson are looking for him and, and, and are understanding probably where he's going to arrive in the box mm. and popping the ball in that point. I mean, he should have had a goal. He had a diving header, missed it. Um, and there was another occasion, I think it was... Um, the free kick. No, dire. Dire. Oh, why didn't he head it? Why didn't he head it? He missed it. Or he, he got the lightest of touches. Oh, that was a goal on it. So I, 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 it looked very encouraging today. Nothing else besides the point. It looked encouraging with Kane back. That the rest of them looked as though they were keen to, to be, to look for that, um, the run. And I, and I think that's where we're missing with Janssen. Going back to Janssen, where they're not, they don't know him well enough. He doesn't know them. They don't know him. It's going to take a, a, a few games. Well, hopefully, that's my argument with Son. Hopefully, they should be using him in the same way because they're more comfortable with him. And yet yeah. he was, for probably the last 20 minutes of that game, he was barely on the pitch, effectively. Mm. Anyway, sorry, Jack, you I were going to I was just going to say, just, just following on from, from what you were saying, David, hopefully with, with Kane re- re- returning and, and the difference that he, 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 he makes, I mean, he's the spine of your team. Kane, um, yeah. Toby, uh, Lloris, Dembele, um, and, and that's, that's crucial. But hopefully with him returning, we've, we've still got two two matches left in the Champions League it's still not inconceivable that we'd go out there to Monaco and get a win and then come back to a uh, uh, final game against um, Moscow and lose um, no sorry win and qualify for, <laughs> for, 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 for I mean did, I, did, I, a few years ago Liverpool when the, the, when they won the Champions League as I recall in the group stage they, they were on the verge of going out and Gerrard scored a, a late 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 goal um, they happened to then qualify from their group and then they, they went through and, and got to the final. I'm not saying we're, we're going to do that, but um, we're still in it. There's still two matches left. Um, I fancy us to get something against against Monaco. A um, couple of questions around Wednesday. Um, James Parr, was I lucky in giving my friend a ticket for Wednesday's game? <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely, yes. Um, yeah. There was nothing good about, when, about <laughs> Wednesday's match. Um <laughs> I had some Krispy Kreme donuts. They were good. That was the highlight of the evening. Um, <laughs> box of assorted donuts, free, free in, free, free in the box. Um, I didn't have them all. I did share them. Um, John Steggles, do we need to call in a witch doctor to remove the curse of Wembley? Yes. Glenn Hoddle to do it. Get Glenn Hoddle in. He'll bring in <laughs> whatever her name was. Eileen Drury. <laughs> Come on, Thank Eileen. Eileen Drury. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, it does feel that way, doesn't it? It just feels like a silly curse because our training ground is the same size as Wembley. It's been I don't, I don't know if that's what it is. There is a pitch on the training ground that can be uh, configured to that size, I think. Yeah, and and it's supposed to. I think it's be at the moment. It's sorry, go on. No, I was just saying that. So you know, it's not the size of the, it. Shouldn't be the size of the pitch because we're already training on that sort of size of pitch. Um, but. As you were saying, Jab, uh, David, about now that uh, the, the corner of the stands has been taken away at White Hart Lane, um, the ticketing, the way it goes, it's spreading the fans around not, not to be in their usual places. Mm. And it, it's broken up that camaraderie and the singing. 
Um, and, yep. and, and it seemed, and, and, and I wasn't there on Wednesday, but on TV, I couldn't hear very much. Now, of course, the argument is, is well, they weren't singing because they weren't going to got anything to sing about, which would be absolutely true. But um, unfortunately, Wembley is unlikely. I mean, I suppose with 82,000, if, if the team are doing well, they'll get the place rocking. But if they're not, I mean, it just dies in a, in a great big stadium like that. And uh, the fans um, are, are not in the region. I've got the Park Lane or the Shelf as a, as a path to that ground. Yeah. So I'm um, concerned. concerned. The, uh, it's, I've been there now three occasions um, to watch Spurs. Um, and and I think Wednesday was the first time I really sort of noticed like how far the how far how far the, how far the, the the dugout is from the technical area how far um, the seats are on the side um, from it's supposed to be a national football stadium not a, I don't think it's a multi-purpose stadium it's a national football stadium I know it yes they do host other events but it's essentially a football stadium and whoever designed it. Um, should should be fired and should be uh, yeah they haven't done a good job um, the because atmosphere... the acoustics are bad as well so Acoust- that's what you were yeah. saying about the, the singing and you can hear that over the TV you get pockets of it but there's nothing consistent and that's the difference yeah. between that and the lane because the acoustics yeah. are so much better it will resound around the entire stadium and even if bits of the ground aren't singing you'll generally get enough people to make it sound like everybody is Mm. And that's completely missing at Wembley. But also, with with eighty thousand people in there, eighty odd thousand, you've got some people who don't normally go to to matches or go regularly or or at all, um, and um, they're there, and that's fine, and they've got every right to be there. Um, and but some of those people are less inclined to sing songs. Um, you know, you, you even the people who do, who do go regularly, you get lots of people in, in the West Upper or or, or, or or the Paxton normally who who just aren't. That that's not what they do. If you multiply that, and then you start to um, have fans here, there, everywhere, and you don't have that sort of camaraderie and a group where, of, or a block where, which is like designated for, for people who, who like to sing, then it's going to affect the atmosphere. That that was definitely noticeable on 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 Wednesday. Um, I'm more concerned about next season because they'll we'll be playing what, all of our home matches not just Champions League at Wembley and I think that will be really really, really difficult um, that being said it well, let's can... hope we get drawn away in, in all the cup games <laughs> yeah <laughs> that'll be good um, but that said the, the capacity will be reduced I think for for next year for next season um, in that I think Wembley Council don't allow that there's some rule that you can't have um, events with X number of people um, every week or every other week, um, so I think it's going to be reduced down to fifty. Um, so they're, they're going to close the, the, the top two yeah. tiers of the stadium. So that that might make a difference. Um, right before we do some more questions, Bex, how have the Spurs ladies been doing? They're playing right now, aren't they? They are playing right now. They are playing in a Premier League. Women's Premier League Cup match against Gillingham. They're playing at Chesson, and that was a two o'clock kickoff. Currently three 0 up. Maya Vio and Lucia Leon have scored, and an own goal from Gillingham. So that's always very nice indeed. We like that. Um, so yeah, they've been doing quite well. Nice to see them continuing to get goals because they really have been very good at that this season. Um, their next game is on 
Thursday, I think. Um, and that's another cup match. It's the Boo Avenue Cup match. They play next Thursday. Yeah, Thursday the 10th, and they play at Chatham. It's a 1945 kickoff, and they play Tunbridge Angels. Should be quite good. Ah. Expecting lots of goals there. Again. <clears throat> because they are firing from everywhere at the moment. Still worth a watch. Go and see them, people. Um, right, let's see some questions. Um, by the way, as ever, if, if you want to send us questions, you can do so via Twitter. Um, the Twitter handle is at THF Podcast. You can do do so via good old-fashioned email. Um, the email address is spurs at the Tottenham Hotspur Family Podcast.com. Um, or you can send, send us your questions via the Tottenham Hotspur Family podcast facebook page right uh what have we got andy scoggins our lack of an attack and creativity this season could wanyama be the culprit being so defensive minded um eric dyer is more of a footballer than victor yeah i thought it was an interesting one that i i I saw that earlier in the week someone said that about wanyama has he sort of blocked dyer from doing what he does do I mean, Wanyama's been brilliant. He's an absolute beast, as we all call him. And he really, and he's going to day, you know, he's a, such a solid block. I'd hate to play against a guy like that. You'd come <laughs> off with all sorts of bruises, wouldn't you? Um, I, I, I think that someone's got a, 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 an interesting take on it. I, I think that's a possibility that he's absolutely clipped Dyer's wings. And I think it's been seen, and because today, that rather changed, isn't it? The roles have changed slightly. So, um, although we did play with Dyer and Wanyama early in the season together, and we were criticising that, that um, it didn't quite work, but um, today it did. Um, I, I, it would be interesting, I, I can't be sure, but if we do rest Wanyama, that would be good, and see Dyer um, and, and change the midfield around so we haven't got two great big lumps of uh, defending midfielders. So I'd like to see that, but I, I think it's an interesting one. I, I think, there's a, uh, I think there is a, there's something in that. Yeah, it's. Is it because Wanyama is playing, or is it because Dyer is being asked to play elsewhere? Yeah, I. I, I'm not sure. Because of the injury to Toby. So maybe if Dyer was not covering that, then maybe it would be different. I don't know. Don't know. Um. I still, I, I like Wanyama. He is very much a "come on, then bring it on." What are you going to do? Kind of player, Absolutely. isn't he? You can't. Oh, you're not going to get around me, and you're certainly not getting through me. So, um, and I think he was probably quite lucky today not to pick up a booking because he is such a physical player. And there were a couple of, you know, the tap on the head and to Walcott, which is always amusing. Um, but welcome. there were a couple of welcome. little incidents. <laughs> yes, is he trying to knock some sense into his skull? Um, but I, yeah, I don't. I'm not sure. I think that um, our lack of creativity um, is due to the players further up the pitch. Not some of the, some of them not firing on all cylinders. I think Wanyama's been just such a beast and he's been so crucial to to us this season that I, I don't think you can not have him in the team. But if, no. What what I, what I would say is so that there is an argument. You could make an argument to say that. Um, He's disrupted the side insofar as we had a um, strong eleven that we could all probably name last season, and, and that was that consisted of 
Dyer and Dembele as the midfield pair, pair and then you've had three players in further advanced positions, let's say Lamella, Eriksson and, um, and Ali behind Kane. Um, if that was our strongest sort of midfield quintet, um, then the arrival of Fuanyama has broken that up. It's created a problem. But when he when he signed, that's not his fault. And when he signed, Musa was out suspended, so we had to play Wanyama. He's come in, he's done well, and 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 that's it. I'd, I'd like to see. Um, Mark Stell mentioned it, mentioned this on on the podcast last week. I'd like to see when Toby's back, Dyer to start a game with Dembele, and for us to play our strongest eleven from last season, um, which might be a bit I'm yeah, which might be a bit which might be a bit harsh on on, on Manyama, but I'd just like to see that. Um, but I don't think. Um, if Wanyama continues to play, he just he does such a good job, and I don't think that detracts from anything going forward. I think um, problems lie elsewhere. Um, talking of which, Sam Moore, what does Poch, what does Poch need to do to get Ericsson firing on all cylinders? I take it Liverpool have scored. Uh, no, well, apart from that, I'm not telling anybody because Dave is recording it. Um, the ladies have just conceded a penalty. Ah. So the score is currently 3-1 and they've got 28 minutes to play. Sorry. Right, Samuel, what does Poch need to do to get Ericsson firing on all cylinders again? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I, even today, I still didn't think he, he was at full. I, I, he, he was better. And I, better, I yeah, earlier. but not I, great. I, I, yeah, uh, with Kane there, I thought he looked as though he, he was looking at... I, I, I know where I need to put the ball. Um, his corners are just awful. I mean, I, I think if I was a manager, I'd say, right, you know, you're going for an extra hour on the training pitch and take corners in. I, I just don't understand a, a guy at that level that can't sort of get it over the near post. It just seems too consistently bad. But um, yeah, it's not. It's not. It's not the Ericsson of last season. Um, maybe when we get again, when we talk about getting the whole sort of team back in and fit. Um, you might start seeing us ticking at a tempo and he'll come back to his uh, his bright self yeah I thought he was better today but you're right he's still not there although that free kick today was yeah. that would have been awesome if that had gone in and it was so very close indeed yes uh, I think that's maybe again it's a confidence thing because he knows he's not playing very well he hasn't had a good game really since the Gillingham game and to be fair, that's Gillingham. Um, so maybe it is confidence. Maybe he does just need to feel that he's had a really outstanding game. It was difficult. And, uh, I was watching him sort of latter part of the game and he was jogging. There were times when, when Arsenal were breaking and they were breaking in numbers and, I, and I'm looking up thinking, oh, Christ, he's not picking up his player. It's gone from him. But I bet the stats show he's probably done the most yards again because he does do a hell of a lot of yards and I might be being a bit critical when he's done so much. Um, I'd like to see what his stats were. But uh, there were a couple of times today and I thought, oh, for goodness sake, you know, you've got to get in, get outside and, and make yourself known you're there. And he just didn't. And it just looked like he was just hovering about waiting for the ball to come to him. When it breaks down, you can give it to me. I'm in a bit of space. Um, I, I, I just think, whenever you... When you're in a, a bad spell like that, um, the best thing you can do is to get stuck in and, and, and chase the ball around, get it and give it. You know, give the ball more to him. I mean, it, that's all work, but he's got to go and get it himself. And it just 
doesn't seem to be um, it doesn't look as though he wants to, wants to go and get it enough uh, but as I say he might be doing those yards again I, I'd like to see those stats Okay, moving along. John Steggles, how much of the reported £30 million we paid for Sissoko can we expect to get back? £2.50. Well, it's an interesting deal, that one, isn't it? This is the one Levy has done over five years, and it's £6, yeah. million, six million a year. So whether we paid £6 million at the beginning of the year or we're not paying that first £6 million to the end of the year, but the way, as I understand it, it works, if we turn around at the end of the season and say, you know what, um, Everton, you are wanted him didn't you you can come and get him somehow Levy's got to sign over that debt to the next club so that's the interesting oh, I'm sure thing. there's a plan I'm, I'm very sure, sure there's right. a plan for that I'm sure you're, you're <laughs> right then. I'm sure you're right and that's the complication with it isn't it so it's you know how we could simply end up paying nothing for him and it would which would be me. absolutely the best thing to happen because mm. Wednesday night wow man well, he was doing in a he, uh, Yeah, um, he was a brunt of much criticism from from fans. I, I, I think, I think that Wednesday night, it's a, we, you know, collectively, we, individually, we, there were so many poor performances that um, I think mean, he was just just one of many players that that played poorly. Um, he's not the finished article. He, he's. Um, Against Man City, I thought he played really, well, really, really, really well that day. I thought it was an absolute beast. Um, uh, I think that there are glimpses of, of what he can do, but he, the moment feels like he's a piece of a jigsaw and he doesn't fit in quite yet. But there's a player there. He, he played really well for France in the Absolutely. in the in the Euros. Um, Pochettino seems to like him. Um, so we shall see. Um, Nick Seal, rate our new signings in school style with a mark and a comment, such as B+, A+, that sort of thing. Um, okay, I will say that Wanyama is a B+. I, thought, I think he's the best of all mm-hmm. of our signings. Um, I'm going to give Janssen a C. Um average and I'm going to give Sissoko a C as well average I think a lot of people will probably mark him down um, further but I'll, I'll, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt um, the goalkeeper that we signed is it Lopez um, yep we, I, I can't pass judgement on him and I'm not going to pass judgement on, on, on Nkudu because we've barely seen him I thought he would have been a good player to bring on today for Sun actually I thought because the games that he's come on previously he's been full of energy he's really livened things up especially the Seska game um, and I thought that would, he would have been an ideal player to bring on for today so I was a little bit disappointed in Poch but you know quite clearly here I am sat at home um, and not being Poch so yeah I don't know it's hard to gauge with him isn't it because he has looked okay a bit quiet maybe during the Liverpool game mm. as, for, as for the other signings what, what would you what would you give them how would you grade them? No, I absolutely agree with you. I was sat here nodding my head. I can't. Yeah, there's um, my stuff is the same as yours. Well, I put Jansen down as a B minus. Um, probably given a B if he hadn't missed the sitter. Um, <laughs> Sissoko, I put C. Um, in and out of the game. There's there is a player there, but 
as Newcastle fans are trying to tell us still, um, you know, only when he wants to turn up. So best I'm giving a C. Wanyama, A minus. Would have been an A, but except for his back header against Leicester. That cost us. Um, Nkudu, yeah, I, I put that at D, but not given a fair chance yet. You're quite right, Dave. It's not Reba and the goalkeeper the same. You, you can't really judge them yet. Nkudu, I don't know if he's going to get much of a chance. Um, you almost feel as though you want to put him out on loan in January, get him some game time. Yeah, I mean, we've got the FA Cup in January, so it's either he starts in that or or, or, we, or we loan him out. Um, well, I would like to see us... Um, give a good account of ourselves in the FA Cup I don't want to see a, a, a reserve side um, coming out that's for sure I have to sort of look at target this one absolutely um, another question from John Staples I think this one is for you and I David did the panel use a walkthrough that goes across the new stadium site how was it looking close up so yeah, we we yeah we were sat in the west upper and we had to walk through um, Grey and drab. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, I should think it's going to be clad with something. So at the moment, it just looks like we're going into some sort of bunker, um, a missile bunker. But uh, I think it'll be um, clad with something, and I'm sure it'll be beautifully lit up in the end. But you could sense the size of it. Yeah, that pretty much sums it up. Um, David Phipps. If you could swap any player for another in the Premier League, who and why? Like for like, position wise. Well, I'll, I'll go. Um, I put down the one I would do is Hazard for Son, uh, Mane for Sissoko, and Coutinho for Eriksson. Now I've avoided putting De. Bruyne, Pogba, Sanchez, Lukaku, Barkley, Aguero, Rashford, Stones, <laughs> any of those in thoughts. I mean, the good players, but I wouldn't swap them for anybody else we've got. But Hazard is a game winner. There's no doubt about it. And I'd bring him on for some. Uh, Mane, um, more consistent than Sissoko, I'm sure, and just as quick. Um, and Coutinho again, he is for me a, a type of Ericsson player, but a much more of a goal scorer, um, and he'll break into the box. So those are the three that I would consider. What about Aguero for Janssen? Oh, well, I, I, yeah, I suppose well, you would do, of course, but I was thinking of Kane, really, as my, in my starting oh. 11, I suppose. But yes, you would do. You're quite right. I mean, put him down on a list. I mean, Rashford also as a striker. You'd have Rashford in front of Janssen. Um, and, and, uh, and you'd have Sanchez in front of Janssen, no doubt. Sanchez would work for class. But uh, those are the three main ones, anyway. That's how I, I ended up with, anyway. I wouldn't swap Kane, that's for sure. Bex? Yeah, um, I saw the question and then my mind got distracted with other stuff. So I didn't put much as much, half as much effort into it as David has. And <laughs> I don't, I still don't know if I would. And this is something I've spoken about before. It's the whole mm. team camaraderie thing. Yes. Is mm. that's what I'm yes it's all very well having these swish players but that's not always the way the world works and I would just be a little bit worried that what we have now that very strong team spirit would evaporate given a whole bunch of glossy shiny new expensive overpaid prima donnas when we've got our own not quite so well paid lot. Yes. 
yeah, you're absolutely right, Bex. I mean, uh, uh, you wouldn't really intrude, but of course, I suppose this is just a little fancy thing. Yeah, yeah. Is it is your fancy football team, I guess? But you're right. Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't. It's, that's what's being built. And that's the one thing, you know. You you don't want to hold. I mean, no one wants to see the magnificent seven coming in again because you know you just can't throw seven players. God in no. And expect, mm. expect something to happen. That, one, one of yeah, our see, great. I'm rubbish. I'm rubbish at fantasy football league. That's probably why I didn't do it. Don't think about it so well. I I struggle I I, I struggle with this much like yourself. I, I I looked at the, the goalkeeper. I looked at the back four, and I wouldn't swap any any one of those for anybody. And and I include Trippier and Davis in that as well. I wouldn't um, and Vimmer. Um, I wouldn't swap any of them for, for any other goalkeeper or defenders. Um, the midfield again, Wanyama. Um, Dembele uh, and Dyer, I wouldn't swap for anybody. Harry Kane, I wouldn't swap for anybody. Yeah, if we're going to be a bit naughty and take somebody like Janssen, I'd take a, I'd take Aguero, for example. It's a bit of a no-brainer. But would I want not ego? I wouldn't say that Aguero's got an ego, but he's probably paid a lot, lot more at City than he, he would be paid at Spurs. Um, and with him, if he came in, it would just upset the balance. I don't know if that's particularly wise. Um, I would probably go along with the players that, that David mentioned. I think they're, they're really good shouts. Um, but again, Hazard. Um, don't know. I, uh, it's a difficult one. That and this is where I get frustrated when Tottenham fans say, "Oh, we should have spent for, rather than spend thirty million on Soko, we should have spent thirty million, forty million on on a brand new striker." Who? Who'd you go and sign? You, you've got to pay their wages. If you're going to if you're going to get somebody that's as good or better than Harry Kane, they're gonna the, the fee is neither here nor there. Um, it's the wages that you're going to have to pay them, and then you're going to break the wage structure. Then it's somebody that can fit in with a team, and you know they're not they don't have a uh, an ego or, or, or chip on their shoulder. You you want somebody that's that's good and up and coming, I suppose. Pochettino thought that Janssen or thinks that Janssen's that player, for example. You know, somebody that can, that's, that's young, that's good, that's got talent, and 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 he can coach. I don't think we can qualify for the Champions League next season, the season after that. We can have a sixty thousand stadium. I I I just don't see us going out there and buying these marquee signings. I don't think we're that sort of club. No, we are, no, but no, and I don't think we certainly won't be as long as Daniel Levy is in charge. I think that's fairly safe to assume that. Um, but again, that's about depends what you want to do. Do you want to just swan in and throw money at it, or do you want to build something more permanent? Um, I think that you know Liverpool threw a lot of money under Rodgers. They went and signed. Benteke and, uh, and and various other players. Um, Carol, Carol. Yeah, yeah. It goes back before Rogers. Um, Downing. Um, Henderson. Yeah, I still don't think he's worth that much money. Nah. Nah. I think you can see where it's all gone wrong before, can't you? For other clubs doing that, they seemingly throw money at it, and oh my grief! 
if a player yeah. of say Luis Suarez's ability when he was at Ajax, was it Ajax? Um, it was that before he yeah. joined Liverpool. If a player of that ability became available, and the talk was that apparently he was available to us at the time. I don't know if that's true, and Redknapp didn't go go in for him or whatever. But a player of that ability um, became available now, then yeah, I think that that we should we should try to sign those players. But equally, by the same token, you know, if a player of Benteke's ability um, became available, um, I don't think we just necessarily f- f- throw money at that player. If, if he doesn't have the right attitude, then it's just going to upset upset the balance of the team. Yeah, but when do you know whether they've got the right attitude or not? Because before they sign, they're going to say, yeah, no, I'm fantastic, you know, I'll do everything. You wouldn't know that until they signed. And then we have another Adebayor situation, another possible Sissoko situation, which is what all the Geordie fans are saying now. Well, I think I think, you, I think I think I think it's, it's, it's always a gamble with, with anything in life, but, but you, you, you do your homework. So, for example, um, uh, we had Vertonghen... Um, Ericsson then followed, then um, Alderweireld. All of those guys play together at Ajax, um, and they're going to talk to each other. And you know, in the same way that probably Toby will, will say to Jan that you know the Spurs they've got a really good training facility and and this that, and the other, and, and you should come here. Equally, I'm sure that that um, the club hierarchy might ask whoever they might ask. Um, Ericsson, or they might ask other coaches, um, people in the game. Um, you know, is, is such and such a such and such good good player is, is does he have the right attitude? So it's always going to be a gamble, um, but I think there's also an element of doing, doing your homework. Um, final two questions, Andy Scoggins. Um, you have one chance to move Woolwich back to the cesspit they belong to, but you have to shag the most disgusting bird or bloke you've ever seen. Um, do you go? F- do you go through with it or let those reprobates stay in North London? I've probably already shagged the most disgusting person you've ever seen. I just was too drunk to remember it. And in that case, Arsenal, I, yeah, so as I've already done it, blatantly, then Arsenal can just fuck off back to Woolwich. Yep, sounds good. <laughs> <But> you, <laughs> in my misguided drunken you, you, you would be not so much willing, but you have taken one of the team. <laughs> Well, effectively, yes, exactly. And you would, wouldn't you? Who wouldn't take that for the team? If that's all it was. Hmm. There's like, what, I don't know, as many as five whole minutes out of your life. Job done, go. Yeah, don't know. <laughs> What's the worst that could happen? Pick up an, pick, pick up an STD. Yeah, but there's tablets and shit and cream for that, so don't worry about it. But look at what you've done for the greater good. Ooh. Okay. Um, let's move, move it on. Um, Nick, <laughs> final question, and it's, it's one for you, D- D- David. Um, Nick Seal asked this a few weeks ago, and Bex, you answered, answered it a fortnight ago, and so does I. If you could be any Spurs player, past or present, who would you be? Alan Mullery. He was more my childhood hero. I mean, Jimmy Greaves would be the obvious answer, but um, in some respects, but I'm not, a, never was a striker. I was never anything like him. But Alan Mullery to me, much underestimated player, I think, um, um, in, in past. Uh, it doesn't get mentioned very often, but he was a real solid battler, midfielder, um, in and out. He didn't quite make the 66 England squad for some odd reason. Um, 
but he was part of the 1971, which was a, a better team than the 66 team. Really was. Unfortunately, um, we came up against a, uh, well, the Germany side, but um, Mullery scored in that game, and what a goal. What a left foot ball he played. Keith Newton went on down the field to collect the same ball straight the net from that pass. He's quite some player. Unfortunately, he does have that. Um, he was the first ever England player to be sent off. But disregard that. Alan Mullery, that's what, that's what I'd, I'd love to have been. Good choice. Um, and a, a very good pundit as well, I think. Um, uh, I, I remember listening to him um, on yeah, the radio. Well, I will add one more thing, actually. Um, a few years ago, about 20 years ago, um, the accountant of my business um, was also the accountant to Fulham Football Club. And I was chatting with him, and they were changing managers. And he said to me, Alan Mullery had applied. I said, oh, OK. And he said, uh, yeah, I didn't take him on. I mean, who wants a fat bloke? This is not good on the pitch, is it? Doesn't look good. <laughs> All right, I said. OK. <laughs> Uh, that, was, uh, that was an interesting gauge of a man. I didn't really say that. He's one of my heroes, actually. I didn't tell him that. But there we are. Uh, <laughs> it was just before they were promoted, actually. Yeah. Interesting. Right. Um, next podcast. We're not. We're not doing one next week because um, it's the international break. Boring. Um, so the next podcast will be uh, two weeks today um, after we play. West Ham. Um, Bex, as ever, thank you. Thank you. David? Ladies are still, sorry, the ladies' score is still 3-1. They've got about another five-odd minutes to play. Where does it, it's a cup game, sorry, I was going to say, yeah. where, where does it leave the table? But um, David, thank you. Good pleasure, thank you. Right, and as ever, the future's bright, the future's lily white. Good night. in the dirt. Now gather round and sing it out and we'll talk out over her.